successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Get a hooter. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. And online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to Grill Nation here on Talk 980 AM and on Talk980AM.com. I appreciate you listening on both avenues. I also appreciate you listening today on iTunes and tune in radio. Uh, great to have you with us. You can connect with me, your host, Jason Grill, at Jason Grill on Twitter and at Grill Nation Show on Twitter. I'm also on uh, Instagram at Grill Nation Show and on uh, Snapchat at Jason Grill. We've, we've tried to cover all of our social media handles. And as always, you can find all of our old shows, uh, supporters and sponsors, photos from the show at GrillNationShow.com. I want to quickly bring up some of our sponsors and partners of Grill Nation with Jason Grill, who are our great, loyal friends who help the uh, the show the show to move forward and are always great guest hosts and contributors. We have Kretcher Hartland, Bank of Kansas City, The Bash Group Real Estate, Andrew Bash, guest host and contributor to Grill Nation, Kenny Ertz Perry, Attorneys at Law, John Kenny Ertz, guest host and contributor to Grill Nation, Catalyst Government Affairs, Danny Pfeiffer, contributor to Grill Nation, the Rieger Hotel Grill and Exchange and Jay Rieger & Co., Ryan Maybe, guest co-host and contributor, Kansas City Power and Light District, and Two West Advisors and Ryan Rink. Thank you for your support of the Grill Nation show with Jason Grill on Talk 980 AM. We're going to have a great show today. We are uh, we're very lucky to have two really, really great guests. I had the opportunity to visit with one of them uh, at a really, really great event uh, in Kansas City uh, recently, and, and we had six Missouri governors uh, come together to discuss economic issues facing the state. From Kip Bond to Jay Nixon, the six governors uh, utilized the Hawthorne Foundation in different ways. We are going to have on our show in our first segment and in our second tech segment today, Margaret Onkin, who's the direct, executive director of the Hawthorne Foundation. Very excited to talk to her and learn more about what the Hawthorne Foundation does and uh, how, it, how it helps uh, the great state of Missouri. And in our third and fourth segment today, we will have another special guest on Grill Nation today. We'll have Kathy Nelson, who's the president and CEO of the Kansas City Sports Commission and Foundation. They do a lot of great work here in Kansas City and, and throughout the region uh, with regards to all the different events we have in Kansas City that are sports-related. You might have heard of the uh, Kansas City Marathon, and they were very heavily involved with that, with the Big 12 Tournament here in Kansas City, and with all different kinds of other, other issues and other topics and other events that happen in Kansas City. So we're very lucky to have uh, K- Kathy Nelson and later on in the show today, who's the president and CEO of the Kansas City Sports Commission and Foundation. I want to bring on our first guest today. Uh, like I mentioned in the monologue, we have Margaret Onken, who's the executive executive director, excuse me, of the Hawthorne Foundation on the phone from St. Louis. Margaret, how are you today? I'm terrific. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you on the show, Margaret. Um, Tell us a little about the uh, what the Hawthorne Foundation is and, and what you do here in Missouri. Terrific. Um, the Hawthorne Foundation uh, is a 501c6 organization uh, with its own board of directors, 
that serves as a partner to the Department of Economic Development. Uh, our members are an extremely diverse group of Missouri leaders. They're in business, they're in education, economic development, healthcare, labor. They're from all across the state. We all come together to market Missouri across the world. Um, it's a great group. We um, were founded in 1982 by then-Governor Kit Bond uh, to facilitate a conversation between business and community leaders um, to begin discussing business recruitment for the state. Uh, today, we have four core programs. We support the governor's trade mission work. Uh, we are the marketing and business recruitment arm for the state through the Missouri Partnership, a subsidiary. We oversee expansion of the Missouri Innovation Campus Partnership, and we support and advocate um, for our military installations in Congress and at the Department of Defense. So um, this is amazing. We're all so about you guys, you guys do results. You guys do a lot of different things. It sounds like <laughs> we do, we do actually. Um, we're a very unique tool in that um, we are here to serve the sitting governor. Uh, whoever that governor is, Republican or Democrat. Um, we're here to help them uh, trumpet Missouri's assets across the globe. It's a, it's a great organization. Um, you know, we have quantifiable results at the end of every year, jobs brought, capital investment. Um, and it's, it's just a great coming together of, of people from across the state uh, with, you know, one purpose, cheerleading for Missouri. You can find more information about the Hawthorne Foundation at hawthornefoundation.org. So you mentioned so this is not a political this is this is not a political tool. This really is about getting concrete results uh, for the Department of Economic Development here in Missouri. It's unique. Yeah, it's a unique um, tool that Missouri has, which is which is something that it, it, from what I've read, Margaret, really really helps uh, the state of Missouri. We do. We um, support whoever the governor is in office, Republican or Democrat. Uh, we steer clear of policy issues, so um, business legislative priorities that might divide us as a group, we steer clear of. That's something that the Missouri Chamber does a terrific job of navigating and addressing. Mm -hmm. We are strictly about talking to business about why Missouri is the place for them to be. So um, we do that by taking the governor abroad to both seek foreign investment and help Missouri businesses open new markets. Uh, we do that by supporting the Missouri Partnership, which is the marketing and business recruitment arm for DED. Um, and, and as I say, we also work on some education issues and, and we work on advocating for our military bases here in the state. So no, we, we have Republicans and Democrats on our board. Um, we check all that when we come to a meeting. Um, it's it's just a great coming together of ideas to promote Missouri. That's great. We're talking to Margaret Onkin, who's the executive director of the Hawthorne Foundation. Um, so really, you look at things, as you mentioned, uh, with economic, economic development as a kind of a three-legged stool. Uh, talk to me about that. Right. So when I when I started, I asked a friend, you know, t tell me what it, what is economic development? And he said it's really a three legged stool. You have business startups, you have business recruitment, and you have business retention and expansion. So Missouri has two public private partnerships that assist with business startups and business recruitment. 
The Missouri Technology Corporation is the business startup arm for DED, and we handle the business recruitment for the state of Missouri. DED, the Department of Economic, De uh, Economic Development, still oversees that business retention and expansion, so we, we are a part of, of that equation as well. Um, we are, though, about the, the business recruitment, and last year through our efforts, we brought uh, a little over 2,400 jobs to the state, $188 million in capital investment, $132 million in new annual payroll, um, so it's it's real work that we do here. It's real jobs. It's real money in the door. Um, without Hawthorne, there would be no marketing um, program for the state. No one would be talking about us. With us, we're talked about all over the world. Very, very interesting and very great. We're talking to Margaret Onkin. We're going to bring Margaret back for another segment here after the break. Uh, appreciate all you're doing here for the Hawthorne Foundation. Check it out, guys, at hawthornefoundation.org. We'll be right back on Grill Nation. I want to discuss the up, the last event we had here in Kansas City with six former Missouri governors and the current Missouri governor, Jay Nixon, after the break on Grill Nation. Thanks for listening to Talk 980 AM. Running down the street like your hair's on fire. Thoughts running past like a man on the wire. Can't stop laughing, but I don't know. I'm going crazy though. TV and the radio been watching since a baby, so I'm representing Casey Mo. Hello and welcome back to Grill Nation. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for listening on Talk 980 AM and on Talk980AM.com as well as on iTunes and TuneIn Radio. Appreciate you also connecting with us online at GrillNationShow.com and at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show on Twitter. Uh, we've been talking to Margaret Onkin, who's the executive director of the Hawthorne Foundation. Uh, a few weeks ago here in Kansas City, a uh, fascinating discussion we're having with her, by the way. I had the opportunity to to go to an event. As many of you know, I was a uh, former elected official here in Missouri and had the honor of serving in the uh, Missouri legislature with, with Governor when Governor Blunt was uh, the governor and, and obviously now with Governor Nixon, who is now the governor of Missouri. But um, one of the coolest things that, that I had seen in a while here in Missouri was that the Hawthorne Foundation got all six of Missouri's living governors uh, together. That's Governor Holden, uh, then Governor Holman, uh, excuse me, Holden, Governor Ashcroft, Governor Bond, Governor Nixon, Governor Blunt, and Governor Wilson together uh, here in Kansas City. So I was honored to be able to attend that. Uh, it was just a fascinating event with a lot of it was great to see a lot of uh, friends I hadn't seen in a while that are uh, obviously doing great things in Jefferson City and throughout the country. But the Hawthorne Foundation brought together the his, this historic gathering uh, and, and really kind of talked about the, the role that they have in helping to develop uh, Missouri, Missouri economic development and deal with issues from across the world and bring jobs to the state of Missouri. So uh, we have Margaret Onkin back on the line. Margaret, uh, you were uh, obviously the executive director and uh, had a huge role in, in, in this event and, and putting it together. Uh, talk to us about that experience and what it was like to kind of have all of the uh, six Missouri living governors in the same room here in Kansas City. It was very cool. Um, you know, I think some of us can get a little jaded when you, when you talk about elected officials today and sure, sure, it's going to be historic having all these governors. It was uh, an impressive sight, having all six of them stand up there on stage. And they came together because Hawthorne had been a very key partner for them when they were in office. And it was, um, 
it was just very heartening as I reached out to each of them to ask them if they would come and help us put together some additional resources for the foundation. And, and all of them, Jason, said yes without hesitation. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was amazing. Um, they, we had two of them rearrange schedules just so they could be there that day. And all of them came because we had, we had played a role in, in making their administration a success in, in bringing jobs and growing jobs here in Missouri. I thought it was um, particularly fun to hear a couple of them talk about uh, how they had used Hawthorne. General Ashcroft uh, talked about traveling to Japan with the St. Louis Symphony to try to rec- recruit Kawasaki which is now up on your side of the state, up in Maryville, um, 800 jobs up there. Uh, you had uh, Governor Wilson talk about traveling to Australia uh, to open new markets for our agricultural industry, for Missouri Oak. He talked about um, Missouri Oak being part of wine casks that are made today. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, it was just a fun um, history lesson, as it were, and opportunity for... Um, all of us to, you know, come together, the, the current governor, Governor Nixon said, regardless of political affiliation, you know, we all sit here today talking about Missouri as a great place to do business. So it, it was it was a great event. We'll hope to do the same next year and, and maybe include the governor-elect at that point in time. Yeah, that is a really, it was a really cool event. I thought it was neat how the, uh, at the event you had different governors uh, sitting at different tables for the lunch portion of the event, which I thought was really mm-hmm. neat to have uh, those conversations. Uh, and then obviously all six of them w- went on stage for a, probably about a 30-minute time period. And, uh, you know, they really kind of had, had a really interesting panel and talked about kind of what, what they, what, how the Hawthorne Foundation uh, really helped during their administration. And, and it's really interesting because sometimes people forget that, you know, that Missouri and Missouri governors are, are going to different countries. They are recruiting international uh, businesses. And it's not just always about we want to move this company to from Missouri to or to Missouri from Florida or something. You know, it's 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 an international mm-hmm. it's an international re- job recruitment. And that happens a lot. I mean, these trade missions are happening uh, during each one of their administrations. Yeah. And, and what is, I think, cool to keep in mind is that it's not about just bringing foreign investment to Missouri, um, though we've had great success with that uh, $10 billion in um, trade agreements over the last seven years. It's also about taking Missouri businesses abroad. So um, it's something for a small Missouri business to say that they are traveling with the governor's trade delegation. Um, And and those are businesses like uh, a company in St. Charles, Missouri, Master Clock, that provides uh, the timing mechanisms for NASA. They traveled with the governor over to Europe in March, I guess it was, uh, again, seeking new markets for their products. Just a really, really cool company. Um, You also have our agricultural industry that is looking to to open new markets. Um, Ag in Missouri is is a huge piece of our gross state product. $2 billion in ag exports last year. Um, 50% 50% of all of our soybeans that are grown in Missouri are exported. 80% of all of our cotton is exported. So we're taking farmers with us that are, that are really small businessmen and women abroad when we travel. It's, um, it's exciting to see the possibilities that are out there when the governor walks into a room 
with a farmer or with a small businessman to say, hey, this is what we're all about. Um, you know, we have the best products in the world. It's, it's, it's really something to see. That is so true. You know, people, that's another uh, side of the coin there. It's, you know, we're, we're being able to brand our state and our economic development and our, and our, uh, our leaders, our entrepreneurs, our, our business people uh, throughout the United States and throughout the world, which is something that has so much value uh, that people don't always think about. You know, that, that is the real value of, of these trade missions is it's not just the, the, the public figure going over to talk to leaders from other countries. It also is people that are uh, thought leaders, business leaders, innovators, entrepreneurs, um, successful Missourians, people that want to take Missouri products throughout the country, which is I'm very glad you point that, pointed that out because it's so very important. You guys also do things. Yeah. yeah you, Margaret, you also work with um, – you know, obviously, we mentioned the Missouri Partnership. What about the Missouri Innovation Campus model? That's another another part of stuff that that Hawthorne Foundation uh, works with. Yeah, so this is a really cool program um, that was started in in 2012 to increase jobs in high demand businesses and move our college students through the university system a little faster and a little less expensive. Mm-hmm. So. Um, the Innovation Campus is um, working with seniors in high school to move them into a community college environment to begin that higher ed process and then into a four-year public institution for the remainder of that, um, coming out with uh, needed job skills for the companies here in Missouri. And along the way, they... Um, they receive mentorship and internships at, at some of the businesses. Cerner is a partner of the Innovation Campus Partnership over on your side of the state. Um, you know, working with these kids that uh, are looking for jobs when they graduate, um, looking for a path to employment, moving them through that higher ed system with, you know, a job at the end. It's a, it's a national model, and um, this governor has, uh, asked Hawthorne to oversee the expansion of that to four of our universities here. I'm going to see if I can remember them. Truman, uh, Missouri State, Northwest Missouri State, and the University of Central Missouri, which has a very active innovation campus partnership in the Kansas City area. Mm-hmm. It's a cool. It's cool. Uh, again, the Hawthorne Foundation is a private 501c6 not-for-profit Corporation is managed by an independent, nonpartisan board of approximately 30 director investors who represent many of Missouri's leading businesses, communities, and economic development organizations. Uh, again, it is a nonpartisan, nonpolitical organization that assists the governor, the sitting governor, and the Department of Economic Development. Uh, Margaret, we're going to look forward here. We have a few minutes left in this uh, segment. It's, it's been great to have you on the show today. Uh, into the future and some of the ways that you think the Hawthorne Foundation will continue to evolve and, and what you're excited about going into uh, 2016 and, and into a uh, potentially, obviously, we're going to have a new administration uh, going into 2017 and how you will evolve uh, with changes there. Well, we're working with uh, the Department of Economic Development today to address where they need a set of business eyes on their planning process. Um, As you say, we have a new administration that will be coming in next January. We want to make sure that we are providing the guidance um, that the department needs when when talking to business. Business, the best people to talk to business is business. So where we can help 
the Department of Economic Development do that. That's, that's what we're here to do. Um, we will be working on um, advisory councils for the next administration where uh, members of our uh, utility, our, our utility members, our, our railroad members will, will be available to talk about infrastructure issues. Um, we have a number of, of both small and large banks that are on our board. We'll be putting those groups together to talk about financing for these deals. Um, we'll be looking at working more with the import and export office to identify Missouri businesses to take abroad. Since our members are all across the state in all different sectors, in all different industries, mm-hmm. we think that, that we have an opportunity to identify some of these small and medium-sized businesses that are looking to expand abroad. So right. we'll be working with BED in the next administration to do that. Um, Got a lot of stuff going you know, on, right? We're here to. We do. We do. We're here to help that administration. So um, every every governor has had a little something different that they've asked us to do. Um, we look forward to to working with the next administration on their priorities. So it's a it's a great time to be a member. Awesome. Margaret Onkin, Executive Director of the Hawthorne Foundation. Thanks for coming on Grill Nation. You can check more information out about Hawthorne Foundation at hawthornefoundation.org. Thanks, Jason. Thank you. We'll be right back after the break. Thanks for listening. First things first, I'm the realist. Drop this and let the whole world feel. I just want to chill, got a sack for us to roll. Married to the money, introduced her to my stove. Showed her how to whip and now she remix it for low. She my track queen. Welcome back to Grill Nation. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for listening today on Talk 980 AM and on Talk980AM.com. Also appreciate connecting on iTunes and TuneIn Radio, as well as on GrillNationShow.com if you're listening to our podcast page. Great first few segments of the show. It's great to be with you uh, here today again in Kansas City. We have a very exciting third segment today and, and following up in another segment in our fourth segment. We are going to be talking to Kathy Nelson, who's the president and CEO of the Kansas City Sports Commission and Foundation. Uh, the Kansas City Sports Commission uh, promotes Kansas City sports locally and nationally and works behind the scenes to attract, retain, and facilitate sports events and organizations here in Kansas City. The Kansas City Sports Commission and Foundation is helping the bi-state region realize the economic, social, and community-building benefits of sports. As a privately funded nonprofit, they are entirely dependent on the support of Kansas Cityans and people throughout the region. And... Uh, the Sports Commission was launched in 1966, so it has a long uh, track record of success in, in Kansas City and throughout the region. So we're lucky to have Kathy Nelson, President and CEO on Grill Nation Show today in studio. How are you, Kathy? I'm great. Thank you very much. Good to see you. It was really cool to talk to you off air. Uh, really excited about having you on the show. Why don't you uh, kind of follow up on what I said in the lead and talk to us about kind of what exactly the KNC Sports Commission does here in the Kansas City area? Well, um, we really focus our daily efforts on a sports strategy for our city and how can we create and nurture economic improvement impact in our city through sport. Mm -hmm. We look to see how can we engage the community in sport, whether that's participating, spectating, advocating, supporting a sport some way, somehow. And then just that lifelong benefit of how can we enrich lives in our community through sport. So we have a very broad event-based business that we run in our organization. It it ranges from youth clinics, whether it's teaching a six-year-old basketball or a 10-year-old lacrosse, all the way up to the Kansas City Marathon that is our event. And then Big 12, a lot of people know us for Big 12 Men's Basketball Championships and NCAA events. 
And we also bid on other events, um, Olympic trials, some international events we're looking at right now as well. So since two, 1990, you've helped generate an excess of $750 million estimated economic impact on the surrounding Kansas City metropolitan area. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. And and that, know, that's what we're people a small don't think. staff, too. Yeah, how many people are on your uh, team? We have 12 full-time staff. Interesting. Yeah. So you've done a lot. We have done a lot. <laughs> you guys do a lot as a team. But that is really interesting because people, you know, sometimes they don't realize that all the um, economic development and dollars that are created through just, you know, I mean, heck, whenever I started running and doing mm-hmm. races, you know, even a 5K, when you get up to the level of what you guys do with the Kansas City Marathon and Half Marathon, I mean, just when you're going mm-hmm. to pick up your bib, you know, it's like a huge ordeal all these different corporations all these different people you know people are buying things from the from the local stores i mean there's so the food you know there's so many um different types of revenue coming in for the city that wouldn't exist if we didn't have that event that's right and just the marathon alone generates millions each year because if you think about it people come in from all over the country to come in and run the race it's mm-hmm. ten thousand people and, and granted a large majority a large percentage are local but even those people might stay in a hotel room the night before. Right. They're going to go out to eat. They're going to park their car and pay parking fees. They're going to get up and the next morning pick up a cup of coffee, new some things like that. Then what we do, the expenses from our end are permit fees. We pay for police. You know, we're renting Porta Johns, the fun thing everyone loves to talk about, right. making sure everything's taken care of. All of that revenue goes back into our city and helps create other, you know, opportunities, whether it's a small business or you know, like I said, permits with the city, things like that. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of organization. It is. It's isn't a it? lot of detail. I'll tell you what, I've never done the Kansas City Marathon. I, I did the half. Um, if you haven't done it before, it's really cool then. It's in October, right? It's okay. usually in October every year. Yes, third Saturday of October. Um, it just, it, it's a really cool event. You know, there's there's a handful of, of races here in Kansas City, but I had never done yours, and I thought it was really cool. Uh, the after party was obviously really good, too. Nothing like having a boulevard at 9 a.m. Right. After, and, and a hamburger. <laughs> An excuse. Hamburger, right. you know, it was, it was really cool. But I thought the race, the trail, the, the track, the you know, the whole thing was really well done. Um, I talked to people that, that did the entire thing. And uh, they really enjoyed it as well. So that's really cool. And you also mentioned that you're involved with the Big 12 tournament. Talk to me about that and kind of what you guys do for that. So our business is very heavy relationship-based business, whether it's getting to know the athletic directors or the basketball coaches and then the staff at the actual conference Mm -hmm. with Big 12. Even, you know, Missouri Valley staff out in St. Louis, we talk to them all the time. What are you working on? What could Kansas City possibly host for you? And what does a student athlete look like when you're in our city? What do they need? That's what we focus on. So with Big 12, it's, again, very relationship. We know in advance when the bids will come out. We talk about what else can we attract, what else can we do to attract that championship back to our city. And we just went through the men's basketball championship bid process again. And we're very fortunate we've been awarded men's basketball for the next four years. So they'll well, congratulations. Through, thank you. The men are here through 2020 now which is great for us, but it's very competitive. The Mm -hmm. city of Dallas will bid, Oklahoma City, Tulsa, Des Moines. All these cities want these championships in their city because they know it drives economic impact and it drives an energy and excitement for your city. So we approached it as if we're the first time of hosting this event. We took video from the past couple years. We talked about some new things we've done. We've Mm -hmm. added a barbecue contest to the championship. 
We've added a run, a big 12K. Yeah, I haven't done that one yet. You need to do the 12K uh, <laughs> run. It's a lot of fun. You'll see a lot of school colors out there and all of the mascots and a lot of fun things going on with that. So you guys have really evolved and expanded because you got to do that to remain right. competitive with cities like Dallas and Oklahoma City Absolutely. who are continuing to grow. Obviously, Absolutely. Dallas is a much bigger metro. Right. And, uh, you know, Oklahoma City has, has an NBA team, so mm-hmm. they have an arena and they're trying to... Steel you know, there's a, there's there's a few schools in that area, right. obviously. So that's really neat. So we're we're through 2020 now. The men are here through 2020. Yeah, that's cool. Well, congratulations! And that happened this this year. This happened in June. Okay. Yes, I was very nervous. We put our bid in to host all four years, which the bid was for 2017 through 2020. And I know all my counterparts very well. We all travel together and get mm. to know each other. And what are you working on? What are you going to bid on? So I knew that Dallas, Oklahoma City, again, Tulsa was very aggressive in this environment, and they all wanted it for all four years or at least one or two. So I really thought, you know, if if we're successful in bringing them back two of the four years, it'll be okay. Three of the, three of the four years would be great for us. I kind of figured one year the conference might say, no, we need to test the waters and go back someplace else. Yeah, right. So, um, you would think that. Yeah. But then they realized that we had such no a good thing set up here. Yeah. And it's all located in the same area. Right. Which is really neat. Oh, yeah. The Paralight District has been this phenomenal asset that when we go put a bid in for a sport, we can show them your fans can sit right here and enjoy a drink. They're right next door. They're right across the street. So you are located downtown, right? Yes. Talk to me about that and how, how has that helped um, the Sports Commission being kind of in the heart of Kansas City? Well, we obviously are very involved in meetings, um, whether it is at Sprint Center or City Hall or at the county offices. Mm-hmm. Um, we are over at the Marriott. We, were at, we had a board meeting at the Marriott Hotel last night. So for our staff, it's wonderful to be able to park in the morning and walk, get out on the streets, see what it's like if you're a fan in our city, walk to a meeting, walk back, go in and say hi, shake a hand, do what you need to. And there's just that extra little bounce in your step right now. You see the streetcar going down, mm-hmm. and you know that Big 12 fans are going to get to enjoy the streetcar. You see the great, beautiful banners that Visit KC puts up all along the streets, and you know, oh, my gosh, when my event's here, they will switch out those banners to match that. There's just a special energy working downtown. There really is. I actually uh, recently moved downtown, uh, so I'm excited to be moving downtown and living downtown. It's it's very convenient. Mm-hmm. Um there, there's there's going to be a lot of people doing that, as you yes. know. I think there's 6,500 new units going up in the next year, uh, multifamily and type type arrangements, and uh, it's going to be great to see some more density. Yes. I think if we can get our density up downtown, I mean, the sky's the limit. Um, so you guys don't just do basketball. Right. I'm looking at your uh, website. You you have a full calendar up on sportkc.org. I mentioned that as your website. Um, NCAA Division One Men's Soccer Championship. Right. That's at Sporting Park. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I went to St. Louis University oh. for undergrad, and so we didn't have a football team. Right. And so the soccer, soccer players yeah. walked around campus like they were uh, they're the most famous people on campus, you yeah. know. And uh, I kind of got into soccer then, but, you know, people forget. I mean, that's that's really cool that the, the Division One championship is not Sporting Park. Right. What a great place to have it. Oh, it's perfect. It's the Final Four for right. soccer. And that's what people need to realize in our community. We have been awarded this championship that – hundreds of other cities want in their community and now the teams arrive today they're here they're in town the athletic directors are around um there's a special vibe with stanford athletes clemson athletes you know it's just really special 
people from all over the coast are coming in for this event this weekend. We just wrapped up Division Three Men's and Women's Soccer Championships on Saturday, mm. and we held those at Swope Soccer Village. Again, another unique venue for us. It's beautiful. The coaches love playing on that field. The athletes love it. So it's really special to get to bring all these championships like that. And, you know, hopefully the weather will be, will be I good. I know. 60 every, degrees every, every is year. never bad, right? You know, because it's interesting because you you do – you do the basketball, and I think soccer should be um, should become maybe a staple if the weather isn't an issue because right. of because of what's going on over there uh, mm-hmm. with uh, with the guys over at Sporting. And I just think you know from a college standpoint, if we are if we can kind of keep continuing that college kind of mecca. I know you have the Division Two football championships too yeah, next weekend. Yeah, so those obviously there's a lot of local schools here that are involved mm-hmm. uh, usually in those types of championships, and people a lot of alumni, right? Right. Don't have to travel to, to Alabama anymore. Right. It was. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and the venue is absolutely breathtaking. And to see these collegiate athletes walk into a professional venue and be treated like royalty and red carpet and to hear their comments just makes me so proud of mm-hmm. our efforts, of our city, of our staff, of our board of directors to go, we've left this lasting imprint on just a few college athletes that may come and start a company in Kansas City one day. They may move their family here. You know, mm-hmm. I just, it's it's that leave behind that you just don't know that you have to always put your best foot forward. be great to see the facility, too, for those people. Um, we're talking to Kathy Nelson, President and CEO of Kansas City Sports Commission. Uh, we'll be right back after the break with more. You're listening to Grill Nation here on Talk 980 AM and on Talk980AM.com. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back. I turn the music up. I got my records on. I shut the world outside. Welcome back to Grill Nation here on Talk 980 AM and on Talk980AM.com here in Kansas City and throughout the country. You can listen to us again at GrillNationShow.com and on iTunes and TuneIn Radio, as well as all of our podcasts are on Talk980AM.com. I want to thank one of our key supporters and partners of Grill Nation, the Bank of Kansas City. They actually were the ones that connected me to our great guest, Kathy Nelson, President and CEO of the Kansas City Sports Commission. I want to Thank them. Bank of Kansas City is a one of uh, the greatest companies here in Kansas City, and I'm lucky to uh, to know them and have them as sponsors and supporters of Grill Nation Show with Jason Grill. Kathy Nelson back in studio. Kathy, uh, we've been raving about all the great sporting events happening here in Kansas City. Um, I just noticed you have a three on three Catholic basketball tournament coming up here in the near future. I, uh, <laughs> There's I, a lot I, I, going I should, on. I should have uh, <laughs> signed up for that with some of my old buddies from. Uh, from uh, St. Pius and St. Therese. But anyway, so you uh, you guys do all the different running, of, you, just so many events, that anything that deals with sport pretty much here. You know, you've got the big collegiate events mm-hmm. um, that we've had great success in 2015 with reestablishing that the Big 12 Men's Basketball Tournament Division One host city uh, for the for the, quite into the future there, which is a huge win for Kansas City. Um, talk to me about kind of the future, 2016, Kind of how you, you're going to evolve. I know you've got some exciting things going on. Yeah, so 16, we laugh inside our walls. It'll be somewhat of a quiet year for us. We don't have quite as many events, but that's very um, helpful as we gear up for 2017. In 2017, we're hosting, um, again, men's Big 12 basketball. Mm-hmm. We are hosting men's NCAA Division One Regional Sweet 16 for men will be in Kansas City in 2017. And we're hosting Division One Women's Volleyball Final Four Championships. Mm-hmm. So those are big 
big events, a lot of staff time involved. Um, we find out December 16th if we've been awarded the U.S. Figure Skating National Championships. So really? the uh, it's an Olympic committee, and with the Winter Olympics in 2018, to host the Figure Skating Championships in 2017 will be an enormous undertaking and a massive, massive event. And some a, big, some big people will be in town for absolutely. that. Absolutely, that we will, we will be hearing about in the Olympics. You will hear a lot <laughs> of those names and a lot of names you'll know and a lot of names you will get to know and then watch in eighteen. So we find out uh, next week if we are awarded, and that event would take place in January of two thousand seventeen. So sixteen, we'll continue on our normal path of hosting all and owning all of our own events. We'll have Division Two men's and women's soccer. In yeah, wrestling too, I know. Yes, we have Big 12 wrestling, first time ever for that championship. So we're very excited about that. So there, it's every month there's a lot going on. And you'll continue to potentially bid on new things? Absolutely. The NCAA, the NCAA bid cycle comes out again. It feels like we just went through this. It comes out in February of 2016, and we'll have a few months to really look at and strategize around which NCAA championships we will aggressively bid on. And then we'll have all those bids put together by the end of the summer. Continuing on the mission to make Kansas City one of the best sports cities in the country, right? Right. That's uh, right. Talk to me about, you know, the funding mechanisms and how people can really get involved with you guys. Because that's important. Because, again, right. we're, we're trying to introduce and, and reaffirm, like, everything you all do with all these big events. But mm-hmm. um, for the common person out there who's moved to Kansas City, is excited to live in the city or downtown or, you know, once to get connected, you guys, how would that happen? Is there a membership? Is there, how, how does that work? There is an individual membership available. It's $55. It just really keeps you um, involved and engaged in what we do. There's, you know, all kinds of email blasts, things like that. We really, though, thrive and live off of a few different things. One is participate, participants. You sign up to run our marathon. You sign up to send a kid to camp. Mm-hmm. Things like that. We obviously keep that net proceed from that, and that helps fund our organization. Corporate sponsorships is the next big piece of mm. our organization. Right. We should have probably mentioned that you have a lot of good, good corporate partners. A lot partners. of great. Bank of Kansas City being one of them. Right. So we're very fortunate in that Kansas City is such a giving community because that's really what sustains us. And if it's a sponsor of one of our events, if it's just a corporate membership, Things like that um, can get engaged with us on all kinds of levels, and we are very fortunate, again, to have such great sponsors and board members whose companies are very involved. Um, And those are two main funding. We're not publicly funded whatsoever, so it's a little risky at times. It almost feels hand-to-mouth, and we're trying to get out of that and create a sustainable funding model for the organization because we do want to be more aggressive and go after bigger events. Mm -hmm. But there's a fee. And there's a cost associated with that time and with putting a bid together. So we're trying to get smart about this in the next three to five years, really have something in place that are we, we're still engaging corporate sponsors and members, but how are we operationally funded? A lot of volunteers, right? Lots, thousands. People can volunteer to help you all. Absolutely. Yeah, and there's some information about that on your website at sportkc.org. Uh, get involved through potential... You know, maybe you want to work for the uh, Kansas City Sports Commission. I know you keep a lean there. Right. Obviously, 12 <laughs> employees, internship programs, volunteer opportunities. Obviously, you have hundreds of volunteers at the marathon. We have 2,200 volunteers. Oh, my at the gosh. Marathon. Yeah, they keep you going. Yes. On mile, mile <laughs> nine or 10, where you're going up that long hill. Right. I, uh, I was, I was you struggling. Need them cheering. I was yes. struggling as we, uh, you know, but it's really cool to see all those people in Kansas City get together. And so I guess. 
as we continue to move forward, I guess the growth of Kansas City is really going to assist you guys. I mean, you obviously yes. talked about needing hotel space. You obviously mm-hmm. talked about the, the street tart. You obviously talked about having restaurants. I mean, mm-hmm. all of these things, airport. hotel, air, airport, yes. hotel, all of these these upgrades mm-hmm. that need to be made uh, in Kansas City. And I think there's a lot of investment in those things um, are huge for you guys. They're huge for Absolutely. when you're selling Kansas City. Right. And uh and that's that's tough. I mean, you have to really. That's a hard sell sometimes. Right. Visit Kansas City. Oh. You know what they do uh, is great on yes. the convention and visitors bureau type stuff, mm-hmm. and that obviously is similar. When you guys are trying to get these big sporting events, obviously it's uh, it's unique. It's it's, right. it's not not many events like this happen. You know, when we go to promote our city, and we work hand in hand with Visit KC, and very fortunate for their great leadership, um, we know we're centrally located, and nothing can change that. So it's really difficult for Seattle or San Antonio to compete against us when we're trying to bring schools in from all over the country for championships. Mm-hmm. We have that. So it is a plus. There is a plus. Mm-hmm. But when you think about you have to stay in front of venues, hotels, um, power and light district, op- entertainment opportunities, and the airport all comes into play because that's what those championship committees ask about. Mm-hmm. When I fly in, what does it look like when I land? What does my hotel room look and feel like? And what are my athletes going to experience when they walk in the venue? So we absolutely have to work in tandem and in partnership with all of those people. That's the first impression, right? That's right. It's that first impression. We, we forget absolutely. in Kansas right. City and we forget in the people that have lived here. If you travel a lot, obviously uh, you see it more. But if you're a business owner or a person looking to invest or a sports mm-hmm. uh, organization or whatever, I mean, you're going to land at the airport and that's your first impression, which is I think why we're having discussions about a, a new airport. But – um, once you get into the city, you want to see movement. You want to see, right. you want to see density. I mean, I was, we had a, uh, there was something going on, uh, municipal this last weekend and people were all moving around asking questions. It's just, it's just great to see people back in the city, but obviously we want to fill those hotel rooms mm-hmm. and we want to continue that moving that train forward because we, we can't rest on our laurels here in Kansas City. Right. We have to be thinking right. five, 10, 15 years down the road. And mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of people now that are doing that. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of entrepreneurial type, um, People that I think really care enough to to make Kansas City right. even greater for the next generation, which is exciting. And obviously, sport is huge. Right. Health is huge. Mm-hmm. We want to keep people healthy. We want to become a healthier city and get more involved. So We talk a lot about at a board level, what did Kansas City sports look like in the year 2030? Mm-hmm. And that's what we have to think about. And even though we're out and about in different communities and talking to NCAA championship communi- or, um, committees and talking to Olympic committees, really it gets back to our goal is how are we making Kansas City better through sports? And so, yeah, we might be out there talking to people outside our commu- outside of our community, but at the same time, we still are always focused on what does it mean for Kansas City. Couldn't agree more. Kathy Nelson, President and CEO of Kansas City Sports Commission and Foundation. You can find out more about the Kansas City Sports Commission at sportkc.org. Thanks for coming on the show today. Thank you. We'll see you next week on Grill Nation. Thanks for listening today on Talk 980 AM. Have a good one. Talk to you soon.